Cyber Monday shit ain't no joke. No, no, it's not. Everyone just wants to buy shit. I don't got nothing else for sale. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I guess it works. How are you? Good. Broken. Did I see correctly that you got married? Yes. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. She's, I mean, from what you told me, she seemed like a very healthy relationship for you to be in. So I'm really happy. Yeah, man. She's super, super kick-ass, for sure. When, when did you get married? I don't know how I missed it, but... <laughs> so we actually officially got married on April the 22nd. What? Yeah. Yeah, so it was a while back, but we've just been kind of just laying low and doing our thing and getting through the holidays, and then next year we're going to have like a big, you know, a something, a big party. Well, just, you know, yeah. I'd love to go to that party. I'd love to celebrate your guys' love or whatever you want to celebrate. <laughs> uh, no, it's, yeah, it's totally that. It uh, just got real, real lucky and uh, found somebody who got me and all that kind of shit. So, yeah, it was awesome. But she got lucky, too. I mean, like... I hope, so. I hope she still thinks that way. Yeah. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to four, three, two... One, I am not a rocket ship. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of What's Your Effing Binge. This is Chris Rudder telling you like it is, bringing in a uh, a big part of the show, a new agreement that we have with a major news organization. Whenever we come back from this first commercial break, I'm going to tell everybody about what's going on. But this week I have uh, coming with me on the show is Serenity Stone. Uh, you've heard her on the show a few other times. She's a staple in the realm of the mist entertainment group and also the host of the tinfoil hat show that they have over there um whenever we come back i'm going to introduce serenity and i want to tell everybody about the agreement that we have to be able to play with this news organization it's a very big deal for us and i can't wait for everybody's response and reaction on what's going on but uh while we're thinking about it let's go ahead and talk about it here real quick and whenever i come back we'll jump in Thank <laughs> you. 
Welcome back to another episode here, and thanks for joining me on this. Uh, we're getting ready to go through uh, a couple like major news releases and, and things like that. We're going to talk about the Waukesha uh, incident up in Wisconsin, some new and developing news that we talked about last week on uh, the Realm of the Mist Network with Breaking the Fourth Wall of Chris Stoley. And then I have a couple of other pieces of information, some things that I want to bring along with this news, or, uh, news organization that we are now partnered with that allows us to play their material and uh, actually work with them uh, whenever it comes to uh, reporting on AP matters and Reuters uh, matters and being able to duplicate and uh, represent things from other news, news organizations like Washington Post and New York Times and all these other places where people are actually doing deep investigation. We're able to piggyback off of what they got going on. So how the fuck's it going, Serenity? Oh, fucking better now. I'm here with you. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So uh, we did want to go ahead and dive into just right off the bat what just happened in Wisconsin. I've got a clip here I want everybody to listen to. Um, it, it's a, a couple minutes long, but it's going to give us uh, from case in point from the very beginning of the Waukesha incident through its entire news cycle, what has been uncovered, what has been reported some of the changes that have gone on in the news cycle and uh, uh keep in mind whenever uh, serenity and i are actually reporting on this uh or whenever we get get done talking about this after this news segment uh this is exactly seven days since the incident has actually happened this isn't something that was a few weeks ago or whatever this is uh right off the heels of it completely vanishing from the news cycle within the last two days have you seen anything new like front page stuff or anything Serenity? No, and I've been looking. I've been watching the news, national, local, nothing's talking about it, which is what we thought was going to happen with them. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we've got... Um, I've been watching for it and everything, and I've been looking, and then, of course, I've, I've been given some avenues to be able to take a look at it and uncover some stuff. But what I'm about to play for everybody, uh, if you remember just a week ago, about uh, 5 p.m. Central Time, uh, I believe it was by 7 p.m. This this news article was breaking. This is the uh, um, guy who ran over everybody in the Christmas Day parade there in Waukesha, Wisconsin. <laughs> to say that our new partner who's given me permission is Alex Jones and the InfoWars Network. Killing and injuring Wisconsin children, the elderly, band members, and cheerleaders by an SUV during the annual Christmas parade in Wisconsin was the last thing America needed. 
days after the Kyle Rittenhouse acquittal drove the hordes of Marxism back into the streets, the optics of the tragedy were nauseating and infuriating to most Americans. A single ambulance available in the city of Waukesha was dispatched to the parade scene, and they had to bring in ambulances from outside Waukesha. From the outset, the facts were hard to come by, even as the police held two press briefings revealing very little about the dead, the injured, the driver, and the details. Oh, yeah. person struck by the officer was fired. That's still our investigation of how many are involved with this time. working those details over. Immediately, leftist sociopaths began tweeting their twisted opinion of the horrific events some trolling that the driver was acting in self-defense while others blamed white supremacy claiming the driver was a white supremacist or was fleeing white supremacy meanwhile the mockingbird media diverted the narrative that was growing into a scenario far more sinister than the events of charlottesville i honestly don't believe that the intent of this driver was to target this specific event otherwise it would have been uh he or she would have been causing greater harm uh earlier on throughout the uh video when the suv came up to the uh, marching band you could see that he tried to uh, he or she tried to position the vehicle more towards the left but that is the PR liaison for Waukesha and Western Milwaukee County uh, talking about the events that night. Again, panic probably set in, uh, hit the accelerator, and we, we saw that tragic event in those victims. Uh, again, not even know that that vehicle was coming towards them. So the evidence is pointing more towards this not being a targeted uh, attack on this event itself. And I think that should, uh, you know, uh, calm officials throughout the country that, you know, this isn't some sort of uh, directed attack towards, you know, holiday events. Right, because we know, too, not long after um, the first update, actually that we got from officials there on the ground was that there was no ongoing threat as eyewitnesses reported seeing a black man driving the suv that plowed over predominantly white parade revelers that's because you know a white guy lost up and black guy did it okay this is what uh, her daughter said rick i should inform you it was a black guy with dreadlocks by himself i don't know if you want to use that okay well that is the night of, uh, within an hour of the incident being reported. And, and, and I'm not, listen, hey, I'm a black guy, so I'm not, you know, saying that because I'm not, you know, a white guy, I'm not saying black guy did it. Okay. While the left's rhetoric that dangerously leads all the way to the White House gradually became suspect in the whole debacle. But as the police scanner audio leaked info on social media. That was within 15 minutes of the incident being called in. Got to be Milwaukee rapper Math Boy Fly.
Brooks passed several streets that could have taken him far away from the crowd. And Brooks could have stopped the vehicle at any moment, or at the very least, driven it away from the crowd. But he kept on going, disregarding the innocent American lives that were beneath him. John Bound reporting. InfoWars. Tomorrow's news. Today. Thank you, John Bowers. I appreciate that report. And uh, Serenity, we talked about this a little bit over a week ago. And I don't want to gloss over the fact that we're working with InfoWars and everything and have this connection. I haven't, like, talked to Alex Jones or anything crazy like that. But I have talked to people on his staff. And we have permission to use all of this stuff uh, without, um, you know, any worry or anything like that. So uh, it's kind of a cool thing for the show to be able to get permission from a news organization like that. But we talked about this a week ago, and whenever we are getting off the air, uh, I think somebody predicted that this is going to be out of the news cycle within a few days, right? Yeah, me and you discussed the fact that they're just going to sweep it under the rug just like the Christmas Day bombing because it doesn't go with their narrative. Right, and and uh, and uh, remember that big event that was going on, that Black Lives Matter uh, march that was going on uh, like a year ago, where that guy ran over people on the freeway. Is that the one you're talking about? Oh no, I'm talking about the bombing when that guy okay. exploded yeah. it next to the building that housed the voting information Dominion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a little bit before uh, the Dominion thing in Seattle, there was a bla- uh, there was a. Uh, a riot or a uh, social gathering, we'll call it, and somebody got ran over on the highway, and they immediately said that it was uh, some white supremacist running over black people, which in, it actually turned out to be uh, a couple of white people that they ran over, and it was a drunk driver, blah, blah, blah. So they, the media tried to present it in this kind of way. And then, uh, so, you know, whenever we're looking at this kind of incident go on, and we see this kind of dissidence that's going on, but it's from like a provocateur kind of way where they're trying to rile up people because the, uh, the the parade crash happened just two or three days after the Rittenhouse verdict, right? Right. But they didn't want to feed into a narrative that didn't go with the story that they're trying to put out there. I mean... This would have just blown up everything that they were trying to do for the past year and a half and make everyone choose a side and hate specific people, right? Yeah, in the New York Post and L.A. Times and a few other newspapers, uh, it ran on Reuters uh, where they actually said that um, at the beginning, 14 months ago, whenever this actually happened in Wisconsin, they said that he killed three black people at a BLM movement. And then the information comes out, and information comes out, and then you get the rap sheet, and the rap sheet, and the rap sheet, and the other guy was just released from a mental hospital like six days prior, and uh, and they're all white guys. Yep. Yeah, and and what's interesting about that is I followed a lot of the news when it came to these things, and not everyone was even reporting on who the victims were, where I had to really go out and find that information as opposed to them just telling me in the beginning that it was black guys that got ran over and or got shot by this guy. Everyone really believed the narrative and the punchline that they were giving us, but when you actually do the research and read into it, what they're telling you isn't the truth. 
You know, and uh, I really think that uh, this really big change in the narrative, I don't know if it's a bow down to, I I don't know what the powers that be that that are that makes the press operate in this kind of way other than divisiveness. Because uh, there can't be a conversation going on unless it's like on a very particular stage where a black guy and a white guy could talk about this topic and not get heated within like 30 seconds right now. Well, yeah. I mean, you know that some of my best friends, they live across the street, hang out with them five days a week. Uh, The husband is African-American, and we have a lot of these discussions, and he is not what the media portray them to be. I mean, he's not super opinionated and thinking that everyone's against them and they've been persecuted for all this time. I mean, I think that it's only specific people that get super heated over these topics, but they're also not as informed as they should be about the topic. And that's the, that's the whole point or hope of what um, I'm doing and I hope other people join me in doing and and just reaching out to these me- major news organizations and ask you know can I replay clips can I put it together can I try to talk to people because on any given episode I have a anywhere from 100 to 2,000 different listens and downloads and it's like if I was able to switch this and every week get a couple people to kind of get a weight to what's going on um then conversations would really start changing, especially for people who are uninformed or only get their news from like social media sources, because that's the worst there fucking is. It's all clickbait stuff, right? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I have several times clicked on something thinking that I was going to get the information that that headline gave me. And let's say the headline was ABCs. Well, down below, they're giving me multiplication. I mean, they just don't correlate at all. <laughs> right, right. And, and the entire article itself can be completely different from the headline. And whenever people talk about this, some people gloss over and they're like, oh, you guys are like conspiracy theorists or whatever. But there's a huge, huge, huge difference between the corporate paid for media and independent news sources where you're going to hear, hear people talk about something that's happening on an everyday basis that you get exposed to if you're consuming your news on whether it's CNN or Fox or fucking msnbc or whatever or off any social media page here's an example real quick it takes about 45 seconds to play and then we'll move into the next news clip from infowars sponsored by pfizer anderson cooper 360 brought to you by pfizer brought to you by pfizer making a difference Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. That's what I'm talking about whenever I say the corporate paid for media. 
you know, you played that clip for me last time, and I've had some time to think about it. So if Pfizer's giving them money for the narrative, if there's a transaction going on between, let's say, CNN and Pfizer, later on, how are they going to explain that except for these little promos? I mean, they're the ones right. in charge. So the money is going to be seen. How are they going to explain it is what this is? They don't have to explain it because they give out the narrative. What they'll be is they'll be argued with and they'll um, take people off the air. People who had anything to do with it, you know, like opinion columnists and, and things like that. Like uh, what's his face on CNN who kept going, calling Joe Rogan a meathead uh, for taking ivermectin. Um, you know, all these people who get proven wrong in a hugely publicly way here over the next over the last six months going into the next 12 or 18 months i think what we're going through right now is something that's going to continue probably for the next couple of years or something like that you know whenever you're talking about going into what this new variant is and talking about klaus schwab and his white papers uh is uh recently released in 2014 where he talks about uh operating Dark Winter and the Carnegie Endowment and the UN also having white papers all around all of this, dealing with the different COVID diseases, something that could be released from China that could be a world uh, pandemic that could, could cause all of these problems and all of this pain and suffering and gnawing and gnashing of teeth and all this bullshit. And then you have Pfizer and Moderna who are Pfizer so far since the beginning of the um uh, vaccines, uh, which was in March, um, late February, March, they have profited this year $39 billion. What? $39 billion is their profit line right now off of the vaccine. Okay, and they're uh, supporting all of these newscasts and everything. And so people who are looking at their news, if there's any sort sort of I live in uh, you live in Colorado, where weed is not only medical, it's also recreational. Okay, yeah, people people could think about that however they want to. But the majority of the country has already proven through voting that the majority of people actually do support at least medical weed. Indiana has not even brought it up to a vote. You want to know why? Uh, why? Because there's 36 pharmaceutical production factories in the state of fucking Indiana. Just like in Florida where they have their pain pill mills where all they do is pump out pain meds and all of these medications. You have Pfizer, you have Eli Lilly, you have all of Moderna is, is in both of those states. 36 of them in Indiana alone. They haven't even discussed passing medical marijuana uh whereas uh illinois is allowing it both medically and um e even out of state you just got to pay double the tax if you're not an illinois resident to be able to get recreational weed in illinois and kentucky is uh they're getting ready to have it enacted this coming year for their uh medical shit and indiana hasn't even brought it up to a vote on the floor okay so i don't think that it hasn't been brought up i think in that those I know, but I think that those companies in Indiana are paying them to not want to bring it up. 
Because why, why, why should you if they buy you a $5 million ranch that you didn't have to pay anything and now it's in your name and all of a sudden you're worth $5 million extra? That's how you buy off politicians. Oh, yeah. I, I do it every Sunday. So this isn't a new thing of medical kind of running the government at times, but the number, 30 <laughs> $39 billion, they make $1 billion per vaccine per year for, like, your kids getting different ones. They get $1 billion. So $39 billion is, like, 39 shots that they have to get all at once. I mean, like, what? that's the money man- load. They're, they're mandating it all across the world, and they're using their science because the WHO and the UN is implanting them in each country's and each region's CDC operations. Yeah. These motherfuckers run this shit, okay? And um, this is going to sound like some real far-out shit to some people, but uh, I've got a news clip here to uh, play here. It's going to last about 10 minutes, but I've got a couple breaks in it where me and Serenity are going to talk about some of the things that they actually discuss uh but this is again courtesy of alex uh uh, courtesy of infowars and it actually has alex jones on it two weeks ago today I interviewed the former National Security Advisor of President Trump and the former head of the Defense Intelligence Agency, General Michael Flynn. And he issued a warning to the world that he saw all the telltale signs and the preparation of the media for a new variant to be released on the world of COVID-19 to create fear and to establish more UN control via a organized economic collapse or a controlled depression, as he called it. And now we see exactly that happening about 12 days after he made the prediction on our show. And now we see the United Nations and we see the UK and we see Israel and we see the European Union. We see the Democratic Party here saying we want new lockdowns because there's a quote, new variant of this cold virus. We're taking the news about the new highly mutated COVID-19 variant very seriously. The European Commission has today proposed to member states to activate the emergency break on travel from countries in southern Africa and other countries affected to limit the spread of the new variant. How are individuals like General Flynn and myself able to predict weeks, months, even years ahead exactly what's going to happen it's because the multinational corporations through think tanks like the rockefeller foundation operation lockstep from 12 years ago lay out scenarios through which they can take full control of the planet and now we're going from beta with COVID 19 into COVID 2021 as they're calling it which is going to be used as the pretext to establish a worldwide tyranny with a smart grid control system via the vaccine passport But before we go to the latest developments, here are General Flynn's prophetic, on-target, vindicated predictions from just two weeks ago. Okay, before he goes into this, for anybody who hasn't listened to anything from Alex Jones or the InfoWorlds Network, it's a lot to take in, okay? I understand that. You don't really have to worry about 
yeah, you do kind of have to worry about that big of a picture of things, but you do have to look at things in your own backyard and just make sure that you're protected and you're looking at this stuff and actually getting real information, not just people's opinion. Um, the Klaus uh, Schwab, uh, Schwab papers that he's talking about, they were originally produced and uh, put out uh, or published, I'm sorry, in 2008. They were written in 1994, three years after George Bush did the New World Order speech. Do you remember that, Serenity? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, three years after that, they uh, there was actual white papers where they had war gamed and they had detailed all of this uh all of these things that are currently happening, uh, if you look at Australia, they're actually um, uh, taking people who refuse to get mandated and putting them in work camps. News 9 has been shut down. You can't even pull, pull it off of YouTube right now. Every once in a while, you'll get something on Twitter if it's been filtered through, if it's been replayed by people or, uh, you know, retweeted or whatever, you can see some things from them. You have to subscribe directly from them just to be able to get news out of Australia right now. And they're actually putting people in work camps and they're, and they're doing it. Uh, they're setting it up in Germany. They're setting it up all over the UK, uh, all over Europe. Uh, New Zealand has already done uh, done this. Um, Australia started locking down all of their people, and they had six active cases in Western Australia. And they completely locked down the country and issued these mandates that you can't come out of your house if you're unvaccinated. And these are people that are uh, really listening to idiots like um, uh, Fauci on TV. You know, if you listen to anything that he has going on, he used to be, um, he was the guy who promoted AZT uh, back in the 90s that killed like tens of thousands of homosexual guys because they misdiagnosed how to deal with it. And he's one of the guys who actually said, you know, like, if you have a kid and they live in the house with someone who has AIDS, they could catch it just by living in the same house with them. He's one of the guys who said that bullshit back in the 90s. There's, you could pull uh, clips of it off of UT, uh, YouTube. Have you seen that? Um, no, I haven't, but I I know Fauci's role and what's happening in the world right now. He is the highest paid government official right now. Did you know that? Um, you told me that the other day, and I looked it up, and it, he is. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't even really remember he was a government official because right now he just seems like the world doctor you know like right but he actually is the uh, chairman of the uh, nihd or nia uh depending on which branch that they uh, you look at he also used to oversee the cdc and he's uh, a whole bunch of his minions work on the fda board and a whole bunch of people who don't agree with him have resigned from the fda and the cdc it's just really, really, really crazy shit. So here, here's this piece from uh, the Infowars uh, where they're talking about um, what General Flynn actually said uh, leading up to – and this is literally just 12 days ago. It came out Saturday two weeks ago. Okay. We're going to see an uptick in, in, um, in other – aspects of the covid okay so there you know we got the various variants there might even be another form of a sars that's imposed on the international 
system, right? The international because they, because their their little plan with COVID didn't work because too many people, you know, the the world of, of the, what I call the digital warriors or the or the, uh, the the citizen journalists that are out there, they are fighting for the truth, and so the truth has been exposed about all the COVID tyranny that we are facing. So I think what we're going to see is potentially another type of virus that's that's imposed on the public, and I I hope that that's not the case, but I've seen some indications of that in some of the statements by some of these global elite type of people. How is General Flynn over and over and over again able to make accurate predictions? He was the guy in the Pentagon 10 years ago that said China is double-crossing us and we have to pivot to Asia. And then he was proven right just a few years later. People said, he's a genius. How do you know? Because he was doing research and actually reading what the communist Chinese were saying in their own publications. So much of this intelligence is public. Pfizer, going back 20 months ago, said, this is going to be a great business for us. You're going to need booster shots. There's always going to be new variants. We want you to take new shots every six months. Uh, This mRNA gene therapy will actually get rid of people's immune systems. So then we'll have to have dozens of new vaccines every year, not for the cold virus, but for flu viruses, pneumonia, and others. This is a corporate takeover plan for a world ID with a world tracking system through the vaccine passports that is also tied to a carbon tracking taxation system and global social credit score where the nation state is completely subservient, not just to the United Nations, but to the private corporations like Pfizer and Moderna, who forced more than 50 nations, including the U.S., to sign secret agreements waiving the nation's rights and signing over our public lands as collateral to them if they will give us the special elixir that will protect us from the horrible pandemic, which if you go back to the numbers in 2020, no more people died than even died from the seasonal flu or from the cold. But now we see in 2021 record numbers of deaths of the vaccinated. And that's a very important piece of information out of South Africa where the so South Africa reported their first cases. This is where, you know, Fauci is on Good Morning America and every every new show this morning talking about the new variant. And he's worried about it already being in the United States. Uh, the first um, uh, cases that were reported in South Africa and in England and in a few other uh, countries where it's already been reported, they're all vaccinated people. Okay, so first of all, how do they determine it's a new variant? Like, do they, because COVID could be every symptom that you have every morning you wake up. So they test positive for COVID. Then they have the symptoms that they have. And what? They blow their nose into a Kleenex and they test it? I mean, like, how are they determining there's a new fucking variant unless there's a reason to have a new variant? Exactly. And I think that's uh, what they're going to be talking about here sometime soon. There's going to be some sort of papers, somebody's emails, which already happened with Fauci. All of this, him talking about the masks don't work, the vaccines are coming, the vaccines are going to cause people to get sick. All of this stuff is in like 44,000 emails, and it's all public information. And people are just like, dee, 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 just carrying on while they're they're literally engaging in chemical warfare 
on uh, the majority of the world, whether they're forcing you to get the vaccine that could be bad in a few years or this disease that keeps floating around that keeps mutating because it was released and, um, you know, a turtle kissed a penguin or whatever the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) We're supposed to believe that, you know, this dove flew over and spit into a penguin's mouth. And the next thing you know, we got bat herpes in our fucking bazaars. And next thing you know, we got COVID-19. Um, I, I, Oh my God. (laughs) Poor turtles, man. I feel bad for the turtles. I really do. Fucking turtles. God damn, that, that's why we got paper straws, man. Fuck all that bullshit. Uh, <laughs> just because the turtle don't know how to snore coke don't mean I have to use a paper straw, motherfuckers. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's my thing about this, okay? So I think that they're fucked if they do and fucked if they don't. Because the people that aren't getting the vaccine that... If COVID doesn't kill, they're not going to do whatever the fucking government's telling them to do because they've already said, you know what? You got to show us that this is true. But then the people that they're going to kill off with the fucking vaccine because it does something to you in a year or two or whatever, those are the fucking loyalists that they want that'll fucking stand up and say, yes, president of the World Health Organization, I'll do whatever you say. You know, so like... I I don't get what the fucking point is besides lowering our population to make it a more sustainable world because we're not prepared to go to Mars yet. Like, we haven't come along in our technology to leave this world, but it's deteriorating, and they can't change it unless 30% depopulation within the next five years. And then there's other studies that are out there. You can look it up on DuckDuckGo. Uh, estimated um, population maximum that the Earth could uh, sustain, and there's numbers upwards of 10 billion. Really? Yeah, well, yeah. For all kinds of studies, I mean, like there's just go up, duck, duck, go and look it up. Maximum Earth population possibility, and you'll see. I mean, dozens of fucking reports. But for how long? <laughs> Like, is that... It's sustainable. It's just sustainable, sustainable. doesn't mean okay. if it's one day or 20 years, you know? Well, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm sure that we could put, like, 100 like, trillion on here, but oxygen would go down fast. It, it could, it definitely. But have you ever flown from, like, Washington, D.C. to San Francisco? I have. I've had to take multiple hops. I had to st- stop in Denver, and one time I had to stop in St. Louis. Another time I had to stop in Houston, and then I flew to San Francisco. One time I had stopped in Phoenix. But I've flown over the country on one nonstop trip. You know how many areas there are where there are zero lights? Just oh, a lot. Oh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I flew from Boston I to L.A., kind of same thing that you're saying, but Boston to L.A. And, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, the city is... They're kind of sparse when you're that high up and yeah. going around. It's not like our Earth is taken up. Maybe certain places are, like China is very populated. I mean, they're paying. They're paying upwards of one third of American farmers with more than a thousand acres to not produce food right now. Why? Because there's too much goddamn food. 
we have all of this food. It's stopped at all these ports and everything. They're getting ready to cause this huge shortage coming right after Christmas. They're going to let us get through things. It's going to get close to tax time. And then all of a sudden, you got to pay five bucks for a loaf of bread. Shit like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I'm already paying five bucks for a loaf of bread. Okay. okay. All right. So they're already doing it. Exactly. Right. And it's like that on a whole lot of things. You live in you live in Denver, where it's a where, you know where it's more population, and just people pay the tax, whatever it is. But whenever it starts happening in smaller places too, then it's like a national fucking huge fucked up deal. You're you're paying like twelve hundred dollars for an apartment or a house for people out here pay like five or six hundred. You know, so there's a yeah. huge. Deal. But once people out here are paying that, and it's already like you know three fifty four bucks for a loaf of bread, it ain't far off. Here where I am. So it's not that difference nationwide, but yeah, all of this stuff is going to happen to where all of a sudden your dollar is all kinds of fucked up. And uh, it's going to be like, I don't know, it's going to be some crazy shit for the next two and a half years. (laughs) Are you telling me to invest some stock at the dollar store? Uh, I mean, they're the only thing that's opening, right? I mean, there's a new Dollar Dollar General or Family Store or whatever fucking Dollar Island, all that kind of shit. They're they're the only places that are opening. Everything else is closing. Well, I'm going to invest tomorrow because, hell yeah, that's where I'm going to grocery shop now. <laughs> <laughs> that's really fucked up. But, uh, so, is, is the problem... With the supply chain or with the workers or with the money, like, I, I hear that is, it's because of the workers are not available. But I think yeah. it's because we weren't working in 2020 and nobody made anything. So, you know, it, it's a really fucked up. It's a really fucked up shell game because they're saying unemployment, like we grew 2 million jobs all of a sudden this last quarter. Well, in September, they took away the national PPE on unemployment. So everybody's bonus checks went bye-bye. So, of course, employment went up. People weren't getting paid to stay home, right? And then uh, all of these uh, dock workers and port workers and, and all of these places of call uh, where they're saying there's no workers available, there's no workers available because they're overlooked by the federal fucking government. These big port yards are like Houston and Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland and New York and Long Island, all these places, San Francisco, L.A., San Diego, all these places that are port of call throughout the United States, Houston and Galveston and, and, and through the uh, Gulf states, all of those places along florida and everything they can't come into it because they're all overseen by federal jurisdiction and all federal employees have to be shot right now and there's a whole bunch of workers who won't get the shot so that's the shortage of workers and then the ships can't come in because they can't document everybody has had a shot as well so they're all in quarantine. So you have all of this produce, all of these perishable goods, all of this stuff that every day it sits in port and salt fucking water and copper and steel. It's going to rot at a certain percentage. It doesn't matter what it is. Even plutonium will deteriorate in a port if it just sits in a fucking uh, sailing vessel. So... Um, All of these things, they're just sitting there and we get less and less of it and they're not being brought in. 
that's the reason the supply chain is fucked up. There's plenty of goods. All of these ships that are outside of all of these ports right now, they're all stocked with goods. We could all be cool right now. But this is the problem because twenty year, within the last 20 years, we all stopped saying buy American. We all just accepted half of the shit's made in China. So the problem's partially Amazon. <laughs> and wish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, we set us ourselves up for the perfect chess game for them to take us out. I mean, you know, you can sit at home in a bed that will sit you up, and, you know, here in a few years, you can say food, and then there's going to be a little arm that comes out, and you're going to be like, oh, cheeseburger, nom, 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 and you're, you're going to sit in bed the whole fucking time, because you can order, you know, like an eagle's beak and angel feathers and the Hawthorne collection from your bed. <laughs> and also on virtual reality, working a job through goggles and twiddling my thumbs while I'm doing it, right? Yeah, there's people out there that are doing crazy shit like that, too, I'm sure. Definitely. Did yeah, you so watch the post, the South Park post-COVID episode yet? I have not yet. I've been heavily involved in Yellowstone and everything Yellowstone. Um, yeah, I did a, a special with Joe a couple weeks ago, and uh, we had some fucked up audio, so we're going to have another show coming up. Yellowstone show and everything, but um, I haven't I haven't watched any new shows. Yeah, not the South Park one. It's on my radar. It's on my list. I've recorded it. Okay, well, I think that you know how the Simpsons kind of tell the future per se, give you warning about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that South Park is trying to get that same rap, and it's like 30 years in the future after COVID hit is what it's based in. So it tells a lot about what's happened, and one of the big jokes about it is pretty much everyone works online. Like, I'm a a virtual whiskey taster. Oh, okay. That sounds like a nice job. I mean, so I, I think that the more that we think that our jobs could be done at home, the worse it's going to be for our future. And we need to get out there and put our feet in the fucking building. I mean, I know McDonald's up the road is closed down at four o'clock every day because they have nobody to work. Yeah, we have a couple of Dairy Queens and Arby's and whatnot here in like uh, the southern Indiana area. We're like, yeah, that we had somebody one day say, uh, we can't help you right now because we just had to order in a van like they had 12 hamburgers to make. And they were like, fucked. <laughs> they were like, it's going it's to be two hours. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, these, poor, these poor people are fucked once uh, they really release the hounds and they have to actually go through a rush again. Like, will the world never be the same like that again? That's a really fucked up thing. You know, and if uh, things keep going sideways or whatever, it's kind of cra- crazy work to end up at. I've got a few minutes left of this uh, InfoWars uh, material here to play, and then uh, we'll finish up, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the first four people with the new Omicron variant were the vaccinated. And it's the same information coming out of the EU and coming out of Israel and coming out of Canada and coming out of Singapore and coming out of Gibraltar, where 
the majority of people getting sick and being hospitalized and dying have been the double vaxxed. In fact, we now have statistics out of Germany and out of the UK where they both show government numbers, a doubling of people who've been vaccinated dying than the general public who's not been vaccinated. So this information is just completely bombshell. But the biggest prediction General Flynn made was not just they have a new lockdown, hyping up a new variant, saying it was imminent, but that they would use that to crash futures on the stock market worldwide to allow, again, private insider groups to then go in and buy up those companies for pennies on the dollar. This is modern warfare. This is the Great Reset. This is how the globalists are controlling and dominating society. And the more we give in and the more we accept the injections and the more we accept the vaccine passports, the more power it gives these organizations and groups who have a history of producing and releasing viruses like this before and who have a history of doing illegal experimentation on the population before and who have a long history of bringing dangerous drugs on the market that they knew didn't work and paying a small fine compared to their profits later. I want to thank South Africa's... uh medical system and government for being uh, open, for being transparent, sharing all the information with us. Uh, this uh, new B11529 variant is concerning and has the potential to be very dangerous. We are raising a red flag. We understand that we're on the verge of a state of emergency. Uh, just two weeks ago, Israel carried out a national drill to prepare for this very outcome we called it the omega war game the variant called omega uh, of a variant that is uh, even uh, more contagious that may bypass to a certain degree the uh, vaccines and now uh, we see a, a variant that spreads faster and requires us to respond faster he just said the shots won't work on it It's going to spread faster and it could be more dangerous. That's the Israeli Prime Minister of Health. But that was Omega. They they said Omega strength. They practiced for Omega. He said it was two weeks ago. And this uh, just happened uh, yesterday morning at this press conference. It was two weeks ago. Before they were called on. Delta Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Theta, Iota, Kappa, Lambda, Okay, now. So, new was the last strain. They don't want to do new because new yep. is to like the word new. So, right. Omicron was the next Greek letter for them to use. And uh-huh. we'll just see how it goes. But, you know, the World Health Organization has also went on other news stations and released things saying, oh, please, this isn't that big of a deal and don't lock down and shut out. South Africa, and Biden said that it will be here eventually, but they're not that worried about it. I've actually seen big news corporations that have been saying, like, uh, this this is nothing. But then the headlines are all saying, beware of the new variant. And then when you read about it, they're saying, they don't know much about it. It's probably here already, but it's probably not that deadly. Right. You have two different sides of the fence, which is like really crazy. And if they're talking about something that is yet to come, maybe we're misidentifying and and Omicron is uh, and then Omega is later, which is the way it is in the alphabet of that. You know, so, okay. 
so it ends up being worse, and they're telling us ahead of time that it's about to be bad. I don't know. But. It, would, it would make sense because Omicron is the next letter, but Omega is the end of the alphabet. So right. that would be the finale. And I'm sure that one will come that is, you know, against everything. And then what are they going to do? Lock us down? Let a bunch of people die again? Well, it's what they're doing in Australia, and it's what they're doing in, in about 13 other countries. That's the really fucked up thing. And it's happening throughout a lot of Europe and Germany. They have work camps. Australia and New Zealand, they have work camps. Okay, so I read about this. If you don't have the vaccine and the vaccine passport or proof of vaccination, then mm-hmm. you can't go shopping. You can't go shopping. You can't go to a mall. You can't. I mean, it's already like that in L.A. except for at grocery stores. But everywhere else except for grocery stores, if you don't have uh, proof of vaccination, you can't shop. Oh, Eddie Bra- but it has Eddie to be Bravo. up to date. Eddie, yeah. Bravo was get, Eddie Bravo just got thrown out of the mall the other day uh, because well, he's was, not, not vaccinated. Yeah. I was there a couple weeks ago for my grandmother's funeral, and my right. parents who were vaccinated but didn't have the booster up to date couldn't go into certain stores because their booster wasn't given. So they actually got the booster because they couldn't go to Ralph's, you know? like (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that says about people, but it says a lot. That's for sure. Well, you need food, and I totally get it, but, like, what is that doing for us as a country when we have to order things if we want to be independent let's say and not do not do the vaccine we want to be independent people think for ourselves make our own choices but yeah going going into what you're saying there you know where people got the shot so they could go to ralph or whatever like there's this I don't know, this sudden rush or the sheepishness uh, or whatever of people to be able to go rushing towards. It, it feels to me like it's the result of generations of people looking for, like, a diet in a pill. Right. You know, it, that one, all I got to do is just take three of these a day and I'll lose 50 pounds and I'll be healthy instead of actually putting in work or whatever. And it seems like people who have at least put in a little bit of work, especially those who have put in a lot of work, those are the people that are going to be left standing after a lot of this shit happens over the next two and a half years, I think, that we have going on. And then it's going to be, I don't know what kind of, whatever the presidential scene is going to be, I think here in the midterms, it's going to be really important that people go like super local and look at everything from a, like, a, you know, your councilman on up from there and just look at it to where if they've been there for more than two terms, fucking get them out. Okay, so the net, so they did a thing on if Biden doesn't run, who would you want to run? Thirteen percent of the number one is Kamala Harris at thirteen percent. Number two is Michelle Obama at just above ten percent. If those are the kind, but if those are the kind of people that they want to run the country, then who's to say this is going to be a two and a half year thing? It could be a 10 year thing. This could go on until my kids are 18. It could, it could, it could. But the uh, problem with uh, uh, most democratic presidents who have gone even a little bit left of center or try to do some unruly things from Kennedy on 
have not ended well or done multiple terms with the exception of Clinton and Obama. Other than that, nobody has really done a, a two-term uh, two run on the Democratic side. You know, going Carter, Nixon, Kennedy, Democrats, you know. Uh, Nixon later uh, switched to Republican, but, I mean, he was a Democrat whenever he was a senator and shit. So, um, yeah. But those are uh, more recent, so maybe because... Clinton and Obama are more recent, but they always get interrupted, right? Like, Clinton coming off his vice should have been a shoe-in, but he wasn't. Right. And Obama, uh, whenever he was coming out, you have Biden and you have Biden and Hillary. That should have been a shoe in, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like whenever it's time for the country to speak out, like they speak out. So, is it going to be continued like voter fraud with the mail ins or? But you know, they have no other choice because you can't go anywhere. I mean, if the new variants keep coming out and vaccines don't work and all this, then. You're going to have to stay at home unless you want to get sick. So everyone's going to do the mail-in ballot, which gives them more power to manipulate the vote. Yeah, every every big professor and all of these Scientologists and all of these people are, you know, not uh, Scientology, but Scientologists, all these scientists and, and everybody else who are uh, real big into looking how uh, vote, votes and elections, election science goes. Like the biggest hole in the in the whole thing on no matter how you slice it uh, is the mail-in ballot part of it. That's the biggest hole in every election process throughout the world. That's that's where the big fuck-ups come. Yeah, and if if the pandemic or different variants keep coming out during the time of voting, then you can't really social distance in the booths, and people are going to go in and out. You don't, you know disinfect in between They're, they could push for not even having in-person ballots anymore yeah but you have to have an ID to go into Ralph's not an ID, a proof of vaccine yeah, okay so be it you still have to have an ID to get that vaccine and if you don't you still have to show up but you get a card showing identification that you did something on a date that is still ID. That's no less than show me your papers, Jew. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm Jewish and I've been saying this and I hate to bring up my heritage with anything, but that's what it comes down to for me is another this, Reich. This is the end result of our grandparents who were around for World War Two. Our grandparents who fought in it, our parents, like, you know, your ancestors who maybe came from the concentration camps, uh, who, who came from these hugely dark parts of history where you have, you know, uh, show me your papers and, and everything. And I think this is the end result of those ancestors dying off. These are the people that you see on the news that are dying from 90 to 100. Look around you in your immediate group of 12. How many 90-year-olds do you know? Um, ask me a few months ago, and I would have said two, but sadly only one. Okay. If you went back 20 years, but you were talking about people who were 60 years old, how many people would you have known whenever you were a kid? How many 50, 60-year-olds did you know? A lot. Right? A lot. 
those people are now gone and those were the storytellers that would warn us against this and they are dying off unfortunately and because they are not around to give us first-hand testimony the only thing that's left is walls and museums we don't have first-hand storytellers telling us what it was like whenever they were our age those people are now gone and we don't have a reminder to not repeat history and that's why it's being allowed i think I definitely see your point. My grandmother, who was 105, she would tell me all the time what bullshit Fox is saying, what fucking crap is on CNN, and she would go back to the diphtheria pandemic that she lived through, and her sister, who was only four years old when she passed, she got diphtheria from a traveling salesman, and so... Uh She would tell me about how this is just history repeating itself, and sadly, she passed away one week after getting her second vaccine and um, had kidney failure, so uh, she didn't get to live through this pandemic, but she told me that it is almost exactly the same, just more public because we spread information faster. Because of social media. Yes. And, and I think that that is something that we are going to be people our age. And if you're lucky enough to still have your parents alive, which I don't. So that means my age, older uncles and aunts, maybe. That means people our age um, are the last people to be able to tell people that this is history repeating itself. We're the last people to be able to tell you, did you know that there was a thing called the Hong Kong flu? Ask all of your friends that and see how many of them laugh. Because they don't know it's actually real. It happened in 1968. It killed a million fucking people. I believe it. What's happening right now with with COVID is is not uh, nothing new. Same thing with the Spanish flu, same thing with H1N1. As a matter of fact, with H1N1, they tried starting a vaccine, and it killed 53 people, I think, believe, within, like, the first 48 hours of being delivered in hospitals across the U.S. Killed, like, 53 people, and they're like, nope, fuck this. We can't keep doing it because it was too big in the news because there was nothing else to talk about. Well, now there's way too much else to talk about, and there's not enough people around to say, man, that's bullshit. They've done this before. This is exactly how it fucking starts. This is why we went to World War II. This is why we fought the communists in Korea. This is why we fought the communists in Vietnam, even though it was all fucked up. But we did it to keep this from happening. Well, I also have to say that a lot of the people, like in the seven, their 70s, probably right now, um, they protested and did things in the 60s. So when the media is putting out there the fact that people are standing up and rising for these views and protesting for this and protesting for that, they think that it's a great thing to happen because that's what they did during their war times. That's what they did to come together as a nation. But what what I see happening is more of a separation where you either have to have one point of view or you're out. There's no in between. You're either a Trumpster or uh, an anti-vaxxer or the opposite thereof. And that's right? really that's really the, uh, the real dynamic of everything as portrayed by social media and the news. But working with the public like I do, that's not what I see in here. Yep. 
I, I think that the headlines are trying to convince those that we're around that don't follow their headlines that that is what they need to think. But I don't think they're accurately telling the story of what the population thinks. No, I don't. I think it's an extremist point of view on almost everything that you read in print and, and a lot of things that you hear, if it's supported by commercials um, that are, um, you know, if they have anything to do with the pharmaceutical community, I, I don't know how you can believe anything they say that's pharmaceutically related. And if they're like, uh, there's all kinds of things that you could take that point of view on. But I think the one that impacts us the most right now is this conversation where they're still tossing around the conversation of mandating it. You know, I think that if you're in a group that you need to have it and you feel that you need to have it and you talk to your physician and your physician signs off on it and you still think you should have it. Okay. Fucking go get it, bro. I ain't mad at you. Go ahead. Go get it. But if I don't want to get it, you can't. You're going to have to come shoot me, son. <laughs> I, You know, I have seen videos of, not here in America, but of officers restraining people and vaccinating yes. them. Yes. So it might happen, just not here quite yet. And I will say I am vaccinated. Um, but well, my, you are. Yeah. my choice came from... I would give my life for my children, and I wanted to visit my grandmother, so I needed to get vaccinated before I went out there. So I would lay my life on the line for those I love, so therefore I got vaccinated for the ones I love. But I don't think that that's a general view on it. It was a very personal decision that up until a few months ago I didn't even make. Right. It took you a long. It took you a while before you finally uh, were, you know, informed enough, or you made the best decision for your conscience. And and it is what it is. I think if that's what you decide, then fucking go decide and do it. That's all gravy. I ain't mad at you. And you know, I mean, whenever you look at these underlying effects and all these big major medical effects and everything, you're still talking no different the rate than people who die from COVID, which is like one in a hundred thousand that literally die of COVID. There's millions of deaths, but on every day that you walk out the door, like you have to walk out the door 70,000 times before you actually have a chance to catch COVID. Okay, but let's think of it this way. Let's say that I have a heart condition and I watch the news stations that tell me that Mm -hmm. if I get COVID, then, well, I'm so scared of it that when I do get it or if I do get
If you look yeah. at the prescription rates of major medicine, like whenever it comes to I can't sleep or I have bad nerves and I go through, you know, like nervous mini meltdowns on a daily basis and all kinds of stuff, right? The prescription rate of uh, both Xanax and uh, that one sleeping medication that they give everybody. Lerica? Uh, oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> no, nerve pain. Um, the other one. The other one. I can't remember the name of it. The big but the big one uh, that everybody knows about, that uh, everybody takes, uh, Ambien. Uh, Ambien, yeah. between Ambien and Xanax, the prescription rate is more than 69 million of those two medications were given out last year. Yep. And I, I have insomnia. I don't sleep. I have anxiety. But guess what? I'm not either. One, I'm not either on either one of those pills. These are all probably newer people that don't understand the risks of taking something like that because everything you take does something to you you know yeah. like that's why you take it i well i know but like wherever there's a benefit there's a downfall and like i was on xanax for anxiety but even getting off 2.5 milligrams i had fucking withdrawals i was puking off the slightest half of the smallest pill because your body gets so adjusted to having that that right. when it doesn't get it it wants it and so they're creating an addiction of not painkillers anymore because we know that's been all over the news we don't need any more addiction to painkillers that's bad but we're going to make them addicted to these anti-anxiety medicines that basically do the same shit just not for pain yeah, and then you have everybody who's left over from the pain industry, and <clears throat> they're getting uh, different uh, prescriptions now that are replacements of opioids that kill their opioid receptors, which uh, it does a lot of lot more damage. And those people can actually die whenever they whenever they come off of those uh, prescription medications. So pharmaceutical companies have really done. Uh, the lady right now who is the interim chair of the FDA, uh, Janet Woodcock is her name, and she is the woman who approved OxyContin and actually said that it would be allowed to be used in kids as young as six years old because it's not addictive. That is who the interim chair of the FDA is right now, who used to work for Pfizer, by the way. And the current head of, the, of Pfizer used to work on the FDA board. So okay. it's kind of weird so, how those things work. Which medication is this? Oxycontin? Oxycontin, yes. The medication that's given to cancer patients now, but uh, was originally released. And it, in my opinion, it should be outlawed as, as someone who has gone through severe addiction problems and gone through severe fucking loss due to the overload uh, or overdosing of uh, pills that people thought were Oxycontin that are now being laced with fentanyl. I think this shit should be fucking outlawed. And anybody who's caught in possession of more than two fucking pills, that ain't personal use. You need to get attempted murder, yo. If it comes up with fentanyl, that's the way I think about it. And that shit is uh, leadingly laced in everything that everybody calls Roxy's and Oxycontin. I... <laughs> I know what you've been through, and I completely agree. They're, they made a specific label. The Purdue family that came out with a version of a painkiller came out to the world and said it's non-addicting. They had a FDA yeah, 
Indiana, by the way, whenever I was talking about why weed won't be legalized, they're from Indiana. Just so okay, you know. that family is. I wish they were fucking dead. Like, if if there was a purge night, please. I'm sorry, but that family only cares about money and knew that there was an addiction problem with these painkillers, but still pushed and paid off doctors to give it to their patients. And like over 50% of them died because they got so addicted and told they couldn't get addicted. Okay, so here's my question. That story, which we have so much empathy and has been around for so long, that story has been around now for 20 years where it's reported not only as legacy or legend, it's fact. Why is it that we're able to repeat that story about Big Pharma, but we can't buy into what I'm talking about with the shots? (laughs) Well, okay, so... Like Alex Jones, we who we have been listening to, he's been taken off air, and they've pulled down his entire site and everything he's done. Just oh, the because, oh, the yeah. I, I, but I'm just saying, just because he's speaking up about, hey, maybe we should second guess what we're being told about this vaccine. Yeah, he's a, he's a, Yeah, he's a dissident, and he's been that way for 28 years, and he's been right on a whole lot of stuff. There's been a couple things that he's really fucked up on, and he'll be the first one to admit it. It's That's his shit. I'll let him explain it. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is this, which he's been dead on for the past 20 months. And everything that has happened, I've been able to tell friends and family about it a month before it has happened. All the big news, all the big moves that have been going on. And it's become such a thing that I can't not talk about it. And so I reached out to them and I got uh, uh, their uh, approval and everything to go ahead and re-release it with my show. But that's because they... They don't care about the money. They care about no. getting the word they, out, informing the, the people. Out. Yeah, they want they want the truth out, and they want people to be awake. So in the clickbait scenario here, a while ago, my parents called me. They don't like Alex Jones. They think that he's very religious, and because of the way he talks, they don't. They think that he's too aggressive. But they uh-huh. said in the mainstream media that. He incited the riots on the White House. Not Trump, remember? It was Alex Jones that did this. So they were trying to discredit him in mainstream media. Yeah, that's uh, he's going to trial for that in March. If um, he's been he's starting to talk about it now that everything's going, he's probably going to go and plead the fifth, I would imagine, at the first trial. So that way they can't come back and say that you lied to Congress or you lied to Senate on making right. shit, um, which they did to uh, a couple of other people, which Trump ended up pardoning and people who have been pardoned in the past. They went and pleaded the fifth. They got convicted. It was wrongly conviction and they got pardoned. It's happened many times throughout history and that's probably what alex jones is going to do with it and uh the whole um he led it he's actually they have video recordings sound recordings street recordings overhead recordings from drones and from helicopters new news helicopters and street helicopters and blah 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 there, there's so much redundancy with all of this where you can they can actually show him a mile and a half away from the capitol when the doors were open and he's saying hey we got to get back. We're being set up. Yeah, I, you know, I was 
watching him. I have his app on my phone. So him and his buddy, I forget what his name is, were kind of alternating. Yes. Yeah. So I was I was watching them like on a balcony where they were discussing it and then on another page I had a live stream to the White House. Mm-hmm. And where they said let's say they said a hundred thousand people were storming the White House. I had a live stream that had maybe two hundred people there and then when they mm-hmm. said 200,000 people were there, maybe. I mean, like, it got more and more, but it never reached the climax of what I saw the media showing. They showed only specific parts, and I think that they added in people. I mean, come on, our graphics are pretty good these days. I think they were adding people into that. I don't I don't know so much if they were actually adding into it from uh, the CGI standpoint as they were adding into it by agent provocateurs or crisis actors. Okay, that could be true. But it wasn't the same. Like Alex Jones will say there were a million people there. I don't know. Whenever you look at the news stuff and everything, it, it could easily be a quarter of a million. That's for fucking sure. But whenever you see what's going through the gates... You're looking at small groups that are like three or four hundred people. I think they say as many as six hundred people in total. Where you know these agent provocateurs or these crisis actors got people who were riled up that were legitimate parts of the of the march and everything got them riled up enough to go in with them. But I don't. I you can tell clearly by video that Alex and Troy or both were like a mile, mile and a quarter away from the Capitol when it all started. Yeah, they, they were reporting on it, but I, as far as I know, they weren't there to cause any trouble. I mean, they did anything that the amendment says we have, we have the freedom of speech. They could be there. They could report on whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, totally. And and Alex Jones came out today on his show and said that, you know, he was asked to help raise and organize the march. He was asked to raise $500,000 for Trump to be able to get, you know, like the stage and porta potties and sound equipment and all that stuff to get, have all that ready to go. So he was involved to that point of it. But as far as like the storm in the Capitol and all that stuff, he was a mile and a half fucking away from it, telling everybody to stop or being set up. You know, so it's kind of fucked up how the media is going to portray it like this, just like they did with Joe Rogan. And, you know, it's really fucked up whenever, you know, okay, so CNN, their main reporter, whoever he is, who's getting uh, replaced whenever they do this big clear out there at CNN that everybody's talking about, where they're going to get rid rid of all these nighttime news reporters they have. Did you hear about that? I I don't watch mainstream. I don't listen if it's on. (laughs) Yeah, so they're getting rid of a whole bunch of the reporters and everything but there. But the funny thing is, is the guy who reported that Joe Rogan's taken uh, horse dewormer has an estimated audience of like a million, million people, whereas Joe Rogan has like 10 million. It's like, you're about to get fucked in a real royal way. You got somebody who's not afraid to tell the truth to tell the truth. And it's kind of funny how he blew all that up in their face and had doctors come out and say, yeah, he did the right thing. And it's not reported in any mainstream news, not even on Fox. They don't talk about, like, take some fucking vitamins, do some exercise, get outside, get some sunlight. You don't hear that from nobody, not an area one in the media. 
Well, they don't want us to be healthy. I mean, like, okay, so I don't know if you saw that clip that I sent you about that Fox News anchor where she was doing an interview and the guy was talking about the TV show You, but it was like yeah. that, who's on what, who's on first, what's on second. <laughs> I mean, she, she was, it pissed me off, but it made me crack up a million times. Like, she's like, I've never done a show on measles. No, the show is called You. I don't have a show on Netflix. There's a show on Netflix called Lindsay Ingram. And, I mean, that just shows the intelligence of the people that you're listening to and watching. If it's not written down on a fucking piece of paper or on some teleprompter, they don't know what 2 plus 2 is. That's what I'm talking about. That's like a real hot take right there. Whenever you're li- talking to somebody and you can tell that they're reading off a teleprompter, or you can listen to somebody like an Alex Jones or Alex Troyer or whatever, or whenever you tune into what your effing binge and listen to me, you can listen to somebody not reading off a teleprompter. You can listen to somebody who's able to talk live and keep everything going and keep all their facts together because we're reading this stuff, we're understanding, we're absorbing this. I'm taking all of this in all the time so that way I can pass it on to other people. I think that more people should be awake and I think that the word should be passed on that way. And uh, the more people who know, the more people we're going to be ready for what's coming down later on down the road. So I'm going to go ahead and sign off now for us. And uh, Serenity, as always, thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. I think it's been awesome. And uh, until next time, everybody out there, don't get any on you.